Okay, so let's pick it up from Daf Tzadi Tes Amid Beis, the bottom, bottom, uh, th- uh, t- two lines, Bishlam. Today's Daf is not, it's not hard, it's a lot, but it's, it's not difficult. Um, the last thing the Gemara did was it listed a Brisa that had two different type of people that we do not give to them truma in the granary. They might get truma delivered to them, but we don't give them publicly. So we're going to go through each one to try to figure out why. Okay, so let's go through one. Bishlam, The first three on the list was We do not give a truma publicly. Is It's a bizarre for truma to be given to such people publicly. It's a bizarre for truma. Truma is, it's, 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 it's borderline kachim, and you're giving it to a seven year old. Hey, take it home. Like, it's not about kavadik. Okay. Tumtum androgynous. Tumtum androgynous. Also, Nami, go to the next page. It's also a bazillion, as that, that I think we would understand. We don't even know what they are, male or female. It's, not a, it's a bazillion for Truma to be given to such people. Okay. Again, publicly. Eved, Nami, Dilma, Asalasuki, Mishmuri, Eved, the reason why we don't give it an Eved publicly, we had this yesterday, is because we're afraid if he gets it publicly, people are going to think he's Jewish. And they're going to think he's a Kayan, and women, Jewish women are going to marry him, not realizing he's a guy. Okay. Oral Vitame, we don't give it to an oral or a Tame. These are men who cannot eat Truma. Mishum Demi'isi, it's most for Truma to be given to people that can't eat it. I Meaning, even if they want to take it home to people in their family who could eat it, it's a bazillion for Truma to be taken by someone who can't eat Truma. It's fine. The only question is. Um, and I'm sorry, and the last one on the list, there's two more. If a Kayan married a woman he's not allowed to marry, so a Kayan married a divorcee, right? So he's not allowed to eat anyway. It's a little bizarre for Truma to be given to such a person. Because again, it's a bizarre for Truma to be given to people that are not uh, worthy of receiving Truma publicly. Fine. Truma is just something normally given to a Kayan. Correct. But it's considered Kaydish Lashem. It's considered, you know, it's considered there's an intrinsic holiness to it. So to give that, it's like a Sefer Torah. You're going to give a Sefer Torah to someone who's married to a, a Kayan who's married to a Grusha. It's a bazillion for a Sefer Torah. Meaning it's a, that, that we're looking at Truma that way. That it's a, you know, right. it's a bazillion. Once the coin has it, he could, he could, it's his food. True, but he can't give it to, it still has Kedusha. He can't eat in the state of Toma. He can't eat as a, you know, he can't serve it to non-Kehanim. It still has a certain level of Kedusha. It's just Kedusha that could be eaten outside of Yishalayim. Basically. What we said before, uh, he, he could give it to a lady, right? No. A, a miser can be given oh. to others. Truma cannot. So, so the last one is Isha. Why can't you give it to an Isha's Kayan? So we've had this a couple of ago. Why can't you give the Truma to an Isha's Kayan? So the answer is, my time up. One says that we're afraid um, that if you give it to her now, you might continue to give it to her after they're divorced. Meaning, if you get a custom, because she's always the one, because the husband is, has, a, has a job, so he doesn't go to the granary. She always goes to the granary. You give her every week. One day, she's going to get divorced. She's no longer allowed to eat truma. She's there. You got so accustomed to giving it to her, you'll continue giving it to her after she's divorced. So out of concern about that, we don't give it to the wife of kind. Or the other reason is yichud. Right? One day, you're like, oh, you know, the grain is so heavy. Can you just meet me Meet me by my car? Uh, meet me in that building? And now you'll be miyachid with a woman. Okay, so that's the two issues, machloikis, uh, of the two potential issues of giving it to an ashes kind. So the Gemara says, "My benayu." What's the difference between these two? Meaning, what's a halachic situation where one reason applies and not the other? So, benayu beidari demikarev lemasav leishchichibu inchi. 
One case is where you have, uh, let's say there's a granary in Kew Garden Hills, but nobody goes there. So that would be totally in these two issues. Can I give it to the wife of a Kayan at this granary where no one goes? If you're concerned about Yichud, Yichud's a problem because nobody goes there. But if you're concerned about giving it to her after the divorce, it's in Kew Garden Hills. Everyone knows. The Gemara's assumption is that within the city, everyone knows everybody's business. So the con- what's the concern? You're going to give it to her not knowing that she's divorced? You'll know she's divorced. If it's in Kew Garden Hills, meaning if it's in the city that she lives in, you'll find out. Now, if it's a Yichud issue, then Yichud would be a problem. But if you're concerned that you'll give it to her, you know, not realizing she got divorced, in her location, you'd find out. So that's a nafkamina number one. It's in your, her city, but nobody goes there. So there's a yichud problem, but there's no concern about grusha. <laughs> or the opposite. It's far away, but it's crazy populated. And you want to give her truma there. Right? You run into her in, in, in Lakewood, and it's a crazy, bustling granary. So if there's a yichud problem, there's no yichud problem. It's, it's never empty. If it's a grusha problem, because it's not her location, there's a legitimate concern that people will give it to her not knowing she's divorced. So the Gemara says, um, Okay. But all these ten categories of people that we don't give them grain publicly, we are allowed to ship at UPS the truma to their house because there are people in their household that could eat truma. Okay. Except for someone who's tame and someone who married uh, uh, a woman he's not allowed to marry, such people you shouldn't even ship to their houses. Because it's such a bazillion that you, sh- you shouldn't even ship it to their house. I guess they have to go, come to you, I don't know, but you can't ship it to their house. That's not, it's, not, it's a bazillion for, for Truma to be delivered to, to such people. Okay, so the question is, those two are the only ones that we, that we object to shipping Truma. That's someone who's Tameh, a Kayan who's Tameh, and a Kayan who married a Grusha. So the says, Avil Aral, but let's say you have a Kayan who's uncircumcised, Meshagrinle, you could send it to him. My timer, why could you send it to, why could you ship the truma to a kind who's uncircumcised? Right, a kind who's tame, could he eat the truma? No. Could his family eat the truma? Yes. A kind who's uncircumcised, could he eat the truma? No. Could his family eat the truma? Yes. But the oral you could ship it to, but not the tame. What's the difference? The Gemara says, well, the honest. The oral, somebody who's uncircumcised, it's not his fault. Meaning, we always think of someone who's uncircumcised as choosing to do it. But the Pashas, yeah, exactly. In the times of the Gemara, the average Kayan, if he's, if he's a from Yid, if he's uncircumcised, it's because he medically can't have a circumcision. So, of course you could ship it to him. What are you worried about, Bazayan? He, 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 he legitimately is not doing anything wrong. So Gemara says, what about Tame? Tame also, maybe it was out of his concern. Maybe, you know, Tame also, right now he's Tame. There's nothing he could do about it. The Gemara says, Tame nami ha onus. A Tame is also onus. I mean, right now he's an honest because there's nothing he could do about it, right? If you tell me, Mace, there's nothing you could do about it. You've got to wait seven days. So the answer is, The answer is, yeah, but a tummy, you shouldn't have put yourself in this situation. Meaning a tummy is never, is never looked at, even, it's never looked at as a full honest. Even if you accidentally, you know, or I guess the only time you... It's also you, temporary. It's temporary, but also I guess the only one would be a, a Mace Mitzvah. I, the point is... The tame is always perceived as, even if it's, it's not considered an oinus as much, it's your fault. You gotta be careful. The only time, I, I don't know, Mace Mitzvah is the only time for me, but the point is, an oinus, that, that's on you. So because it's on you, we're not gonna ship you the, the, the food. Tanur Abonon. Ha'eved va'isha, a slave and a woman, ain't cholkum lam truma basic granis. 
Uh, a slave and a woman, we do not uh, give them truma at the granary, right? we, we just had. But if you are going to give you should give the woman first. Now, two things. Why do you give the woman first? So the Gemara is going to say that it's considered uh, like, not pakavadik for a woman to be waiting amongst men collecting money. It's a, it's a bazillion. If there's a woman waiting, give it to her first. Now, here's the problem. Think about the line of the Gemara. We don't give women or slaves. If you are going to give a woman, give it to her first. You just said you don't give women. It's like, it's, you said we don't give women in uh, Truman in the granary. If you are going to give, then give it to the woman before the slave. We, you just finished saying we don't give. Like, what, what do you mean? What's the scenario? The Gemara says, The answer is no. We don't give Truma to a woman. But when it comes to Tzedakah, Maiserani or Tzedakah, and you have a woman and a non-Jewish slave, or a woman and a man, give it to the woman first. It's a bazillion for the woman to be, also it's not as appropriate, but it's a bazillion for the woman to be waiting amongst men to collect it. That's called Kavut she shouldn't have to do that. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, you don't give a woman truma, but, and, and if you're going to give her tzedakah, give it to her first, so she doesn't have to wait. I would assume that that's halachically appropriate. That means that if you are going to be giving tzedakah to multiple people, give it to the woman first. So the Gemara says, Amar Rava, Meresha, Rava says originally, Kiava Osu, Gabra, Ve'itza, Siladina, Rava was about, was on a Bezdin. See, originally he would say that if the man and a woman came for different court cases, Kamai, Havashrina, Tigr, De Gavra, Meresha, Amir, De Bechai, Mitzvah. Originally he would take care of the men first, because he would say they're obligated in mitzvahs. Now what does that mean, obligated in mitzvahs? What does that do? So some say it means they're more chashiv. But let's go with a more politically correct version. Men are obligated to mitzvahs, and therefore there's built a So he didn't want men to have to be waiting. So he would take care of all the men first, then the women. But, But now that I've heard that you should take care of the women first, this is what I do. Because of a bizayon of zilusa, uh, it's a bizayon for women to wait. I, I take care of the women first. Okay. Vaiter in the Gemara. The Mishnah described a situation where a Kayan and a slave became mixed up, that at that point, because we don't know if they're a Kayan or a slave, they can't marry any women. As they get older, it said, and they emancipated each other, so one's a Kayan and one's a convert. The Gemara just points out, it says they emancipated each other, which implies that like they had a choice. The truth is, it's not a choice. You, you force emancipation. Because think about it, right now you have these two people. One's a Kayan and one's a, a, a guy, a slave. Because they don't know who's whose, they can't marry anybody. We don't want a situation where a person halachically can't marry anybody. Once they're free, then they're a Kayan and Yisrael. They can marry Jews. So the, Gemara, the mission implies, like, if they emancipated, what do you mean, if they've they got to force them? Because if they don't emancipate each other, they can't marry anybody. If you emancipate them, they can marry Jews. Of course you force them. So why does the mission imply that you don't force them? You've got to force them. That's the Gemara's bother. The Gemara says, Shikru ibai ini loi You made it sound like it's an option to emancipate. They should have to free each other. To make themselves roi for Nisuan. So the says, you're right. Am I Lisa Because they can't marry anybody right now, right? They can't marry a Jew because maybe they're the slave. They can't marry a slave because maybe they're the Kayan. So they can't marry anybody. So, so what's going on here? So the Gemara says, That's what the Mishnah meant. When the Mishnah says they free each other, it means we force them to free each other. Okay, not if they did. We force them to. Okay, nice and chaimer. Okay, fine. Then the Mishnah said, after listing all these halachas about these kids that you don't know if they're a Kayan or Yisrael, 
the Mishnah ends off by saying, we give them the stringencies of a Kayan and the stringencies of Yisrael. We, okay, we don't know who's a Kayan, who's Yisrael. We, we treat them machmer by both. The question is, what halacha is it adding? What halacha specifically is it referencing? So the Gemara says, It's talking about the carbon mincha. Here's the deal. A carbon mincha of Yisrael is brought like this. You take the kmitza, which is the handful, you burn that, the rest is eaten. The mincha of a kayin is entirely burnt. No kmitza, just entirely burnt. This, let's say this Jew needs to bring a carbon mincha. We don't know if he's a kayin or Yisrael. So what do you do? If he's a kayin, it should be entirely burnt. If it's Yisrael, it's partially burnt, partially eaten. So what do we do? So the Gemara says, kiminchas Yisrael. This is what you do. It's interesting. You take a kmitza and burn it like mm-hmm. Yisrael. Then you burn the rest like a kayin. So you burn the entire thing, but in stages. Minchas Yisrael is only partially burnt, partially eaten. Minchas kayin is just entirely burnt. This is, you take a kmitza and burn it, saying maybe he's Yisrael. Then you burn the rest, saying maybe he's a kayin. Okay. Here's the problem. Right, you have this kmitza, yeah? I bring it to you, and I say, I don't know if I'm a kayin or Yisrael. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to do the kmitza as if you're Yisrael, and then I'm going to burn the rest. Here's the problem. If I'm a Yisrael, the extra that you're burning is usr. You can't burn more than what the Torah wants. It's like baltaisef, sort of. So over here, you have this. We don't know whether to burn the remaining... The extra, the rest of the car, the basically the entire mincha. So you have the kmitza, which is this much, right, tiny bit. The rest, if it's Yisrael, you have to eat it. If it's a kain, you have to burn it. So what do we say, burn it? What do you mean, burn it? If it's a Yisrael, you're not allowed to burn it. So well, why? Well, that's not a good etza. So the Gemara says, Ikri kan kol Anything that's supposed to be eaten is not supposed to be burned. So how do you how do you just burn? It's like imagine you take a chatzah. So you're like, I'll just burn the whole thing. You can't. So the Gemara says. The answer is, you follow Rav Eliezer. Rav Eliezer had the following situation. You had, you had a, a piece of a half a cow that's a chatas and half a cow of, a, of an oil that got mixed up. So what you, the same problem. Right? Do you burn it, treating it like an oil? Do you not burn it? So Rav Eliezer said burn it, but have in mind, if it's not the oil, it should just be firewood. So you're not burning it as a carbon, you're burning it as firewood. So it's getting burnt, but in case, you, you have in mind that if it's not the carbon, if it's not supposed to be burned, it should be firewood. Do the same thing over here. You burn the kmitza, and then you take the rest, and you say like this, if it's a carbon, if I'm a kayin, I should burn this. If I'm a Yisrael, I, I want it to be firewood. It should be fuel. I would think, you, oh, interesting, it's like suffolk hegdish, meaning, meaning they're burning it anyway, you're saying. I mean, they're burning it anyway. Right, you're taking the kmitzah and burning, and then you're taking the rest. What's if you're sorry, supposed well, that's the point. It's a suffix. If it's a you're supposed to eat it. If it's a kai, you're supposed to burn it. So what we're doing is burning it, but having in mind, if I'm a yisrael, I'm burning it as firewood. It's interesting. That, that's that's the perspective. Now here's the problem. That's Rav Liezer Shita. The Rabbana don't believe in such a such a situation. The Rabbana are like, listen, uh, you could play these games all you want. If you're supposed to burn it, burn it. If you're not supposed to burn it, you can't just burn it as firewood. Like, so according to the Rabbana, what do you do? In such a situation where you have a suffix, kayin suffix Israel, and he has to bring a carbon mincha, what do you do with the remaining mincha? So the Gemara says, Hanicha lo Ravelazar, Rabbana make remember what the Rabbana do with this. The answer is the other Kravelazar of Shimon. The answer is you do with the Ravelazar of Shimon, said the Tanya of Lazar and Oimer, Hakoimitz Kravelazma, Bashiraim is Spazin al Beis Hadashin. So this has to do with. Um, a Kayan who was Metame Hegdish, 
the Kayan who contaminated Hegdish, he has to bring a carbon, and if he's really poor, he brings a Mincha. Now, there's a special drasha. This is all Sugi and Menachis. Based on special Psukim, normally the carbon Mincha of a Kayan is supposed to be burnt entirely. This carbon Mincha is treated, the, the Psukim imply that it's treated partially like Yisrael, partially like a Kayan. So you have to sort of do a kmitza. We don't know what to do with the rest. They have a similar situation regarding that carbon. Do you burn the rest? Do you eat the rest? So Rav Eloza, Rav Shimon says, here's what you do. Burn the kmitza, then take the rest and put it on the adeshen. The adeshen was off to the side of the ramp. It was a place that you would throw the extra ashes and crop and, and all the trash. Do that. So you don't eat it, but you don't like let it rot, and you don't burn it. That's where I've lost Shimon's Eitzah, regarding that carbon, and we'll do the same thing over here. And even the Rabbanon who disagree with him over there is because over there it's talking about a full Kayan. It's just based on Drashas. Over here, because it's a suffix, everyone agrees that this is the proper method. The Gemara says, When it comes to this, everybody agrees that this is the Eitzah. So what you do is you take the Kamitzah and burn it like Yisrael, and then you take the rest, you don't eat it like Yisrael, because you may not be Yisrael, but you don't burn it because you may not be a Kayan. You scatter it on the on the Deshen, on the base of Deshen. That's what you do. Okay. Now, okay, next Mishnah. Whew. Not not too not too difficult not too difficult. And like I said, I think the next day is easy. Okay, the mission says like this: You have a woman. We'll, we'll find exa- the Gemara exactly will elaborate the case. But let's go with the simple case: a woman was married to to Reuben, gets divorced, then marries Shimon a month later, which you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to do that because if you don't wait three months, we don't know who the father is, right? She gives birth eight months later. It could be a preemie ninth month. It could be a post-seven month. But that's what happened. So the kids are, she had two husbands. She got married within three months of each other and had a baby boy. So this boy, we don't know who the father is. We don't know if the father is Reuben or the father is Shimon. So the question is, what does this boy do for Yibam? That's the case. So it's one boy, he's just a suffix who the father is. We know who the mother is, it's a suffix who the father is. So the halach is like this. Now what I, the reason why I said the Gemara is going to elaborate, the Gemara is going to elaborate is the case, there's three options of what the case is. She had two husbands. It could be, right, she was married to Reuven, then she eventually married to Shimon. It could be that Reuven died. It could be that she got divorced from Reuven. Or it could be she was actually never married. She just lived with Reuven and then lived with her. She had a boyfriend, Reuven, and then a boyfriend, Shimon. It's all the same um, conclusion, and that's you have a boy who we don't know who the father is. Uh, just for details, the Gemara is going to f- try to figure out is it a case of divorce, widow, or just boyfriend? Okay. So the halach is. Oh. So let's say, so again, she marries Reuven, has a son. She marries Shimon and has a son. But in addition, she has this little boy who's a question. So she's got a for sure son from Reuven, a for sure son from Shimon, and then there's this question mark. So each, each of the sons look at this question mark as his two choices. He's either your paternal brother, because we share the same father and the same mother, or maternal brother, because it's the same mother but different father. Those are the two choices, you understand? Meaning, she was married to two men, Reuven and Shimon. She had a son from Reuben and had a son from Shimon, for sure. But she also had this son that she had in between. So you got, you know, I don't know names. A, B, and C. Okay, A, and, A looks at B as 
we have the same mom. They, they all share the same mom because there's only one woman in the scenario. They're all brothers that are maternal for sure. A might be B's also paternal because they might share the same father, or maybe not. And B might be C's paternal. We don't know. Now, yibum is only when it's paternal. If it's maternal, there is no yibum. So because each one, there's a chance that they're not, that they're just maternal brothers, they can't do yibum. So they just do chalitza. So if the question mark dies, if that boy in the middle dies, that suffolk dies, they both just do chalitza. Because they don't know who the father, they don't know who's the paternal brother, basically. Again, there are pictures in ours, it's not, I don't think it's that complex. And by the way, it's the opposite also. If one of the other for sure brothers dies, then the suffix does chalitza, because he might be a maternal brother, might be a paternal brother. He's not sure. Go to the next page. Oh, what if the same case, Reuven and Shimon marry this woman? Again, first, Sarah marries Reuven, then gets divorced, then she marries Shimon a month later, has a kid. She only has one kid, though. This is the case. This is where the case changed. It's not, it's not the complicated. She has a kid. And... Oh. She has a kid, and she's not sure, again, because she got divorced within three months, or because she left her husband's within three months, we don't know who the father is. But the case is, she did not have kids with any of the other men before that, but they had their own children from other marriages. Okay? So you have this one question mark, that's the only kid that she had. But you got these two sons on either side. You know, Reuven had a son from a different marriage. Shimon had a son from a different marriage. And one of them had a baby with this woman. So therefore, each boy looks at this, and what are the choices? They're either paternal brothers, because they share the same father, or they're not related. That's the choice. They're definitely not maternal brothers. You see, in the first case, they were for sure maternal. Now, if you're a maternal brother, there's no yibum. Over here, they're not maternal at all, because the mom only had one kid, this question mark. What are the other brothers' relationship with him? They either share the same father or they're not related. So they're either paternal brothers or unrelated to each other. Now, because that's the case, whenever there's a question of Yibam, we'll actually let them do Yibam. Why? One of two choices is either happening. They're either doing Yibam or they're just marrying a woman who's not related to them. The choice is either paternal and there should be Yibam or they're not related. So as long as everyone that's in doubt does Chalitza first, the last one could do Yibam. Because they're either related as paternal brothers, so they're, they're doing Yibam, or they're not related at all, so she's just a single woman. That's the mission speaks it out. Fine. Now, the rest of the mission is a lot more simple, and that is, let's go back to the original case. Forget about Yibam, okay? A woman marries John, gets divorced from John, then marries... I don't for some reason, the only name that's coming to mind is Yoko, but that doesn't work. Um, Mary's, uh, I don't know who's the other Beatles name, but I, I don't care. Paul. Uh, Paul, okay. This became, they didn't become Jewish. Uh, so so the, kids are, the kids are numerous. We don't know who the father is, okay? So we don't know who the father is. So we were talking about Yubim. Forget about Yubim. What's the kid? What's the kid's relationship to the fathers? If he hits one of the fathers, does he get the death penalty? We don't know who the father is. What if one of them is a Kayan, one of them is Yisrael? What's the kid? Is the kid a Kayan? Is the kid Yisrael? And so the Mishnah says like this. So you have these two fathers, they don't know who the father is. One kid might be the, father, might be the son of either. Now one's a Kayan, one's Yisrael, which means, i.e., the kid might be a Kayan, might be Yisrael. We don't know. So you know what? It's the exact same Mishnah we had before. We treat him as a Suffolk Kayan. To be stringent. Meaning, Noisi Isha Rula Kayan. He has to marry a woman that's Roy for Kahuna because he might be a Kayan. 
Ein metamel mesim, he's not allowed to go to cemeteries because he might be a kohen. Im nitme in his if he did go to cemeteries, he does not get lashes because we don't know he might be Yisrael. So we're not going to give him, it's, a, it's called a Hasra Suffolk. You can't warn him properly because he may not be a kohen. He can't eat truma because he might be Yisrael. If he did eat truma, he does not have to pay the penalty because when they say pay us the penalty for a non kohen eating truma, he'll say prove to me I'm a non kohen or you're taking money from me. Prove to me I'm a non kohen. So that's when the you know the doubt comes in. He does not get truma publicly. But he is allowed to sell the truma and keep the proceeds. He does not get a share in carbonus because he might be Israel. He's not allowed to bring a carbon, serve in the base HaMikdash. However, it's different from Shatim and Rashi, but the way Rashi explains is that he's allowed to give, um, normally when you bring a carbon, you're Israel, when you bring a carbon, the person who gets the uh, the skin and the and the, the meat, it's whoever's serving the basic dish that day. Um, but because he might be a kayan, we allow him to choose which kind to give it to. Okay. He doesn't have to give those, those are called matnas kahuna, those are parts of the animal that you give to a kayan. He does not have to give because he might be a kayan himself. And uh, uh, if he has a bachar, he lets it get a blemish, then he can keep it. And we're stringent when it comes to the carbon mincha, as we had in the earlier of this Ahmed. Now, that's where, that's where one's a kain, one's Yisrael, so we don't know what the kid is. Now, here's an interesting case. What if they're both kainim? That just means that we don't know who the father is, but he's definitely a kain. The kid's definitely a kain. There's two men, that could be the father, they're both kainim. So, so here's the deal. Who einin alehem? So he, as a kayan, is an oinin, right? An oinin is after you lose someone before burial, you're called an oinin. So for most people, it, it manifests itself as you don't wear tefillin and you don't make brachas. But for kehanim, you can't serve in the Beis HaMikdash and you can't eat karbanas. So his father, when either of them die, he's going to be strict and be an oinin and not eat karbanas during that time period. Again, he's for sure a kayan because both fathers are kehanim. But when one of them dies, he's going to be an oinin. And they're an oinin when he dies, because out of doubt. Neither can go to anyone's funeral, meaning he can't go to their funeral because maybe it's not his dad and he's just a kayan going to a funeral of someone else who's not related to. He's not able to take their inheritance because he can't go to their relatives and say, oh, I get a share because they're going to say, prove to me you're related to us. But they get his inheritance because when he dies, it automatically goes to somebody, so they're allowed to claim it. It's split between the two fathers. If this child hits either of them, he's not going to get the death penalty because each one may not be his father. Now, if he's a Kayan, right? Both are Kehanim, so he's a Kayan. So could he serve in the base of Mikdash? Yeah, right, why not? See, here's the deal. He serves, now, <clears throat> how do you know which rotation to serve in? Right? Let's say Kayan A and Kayan B are not in the same rotation. So he serves twice. He locks out. Um, means he doesn't, uh, he doesn't split up. Hold on. I think that means that you don't... Hold on, I just want to confirm what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he does not receive a portion of the meat each with each mishmar. 
Meaning, although he's serving twice by each mishmar, he doesn't get meat at each mishmar because each one they could say, you don't belong by us. Okay, fine. So he could serve, but he can't, uh, he doesn't get a share unless people are nice to him. However, if both those fathers that are questionable serve in the same watch, are in the same week, in the same base Hamikdash, then he gets a share and he gets a, a split. Okay. Yeah, basically, yeah. Now, let's go a little bit later and then I'll explain what this, this Ahmed is, is basically doing. It's basically doing one, one thought. It's not complicated. Let's start with the Gemara. The Gemara said, We've had this many times. Anytime we allow someone to do Yibam in any scenario when there's a doubt, the Chalitza has to happen first because if the Yibam happens first, then he might be marrying a Yivama who's supposed to be marrying someone else. Okay, Amar Shmuel. Now this is the Chiddush. Okay. Shmuel said the following line. We're going to understand Shmuel, and then we'll see how it works in our Mishnah. Not, not too complicated. Shmuel says, you have ten kaihanim, for sure kaihanim. One of them is the father. You don't know who the father is. So what's the halacha? Havlad shtuki. The child is a shtuki. Now, shtuki classically means someone who we don't know who the father is, and the father might be a guy. Now, shtuki generally is not allowed to marry or the Yisrael. Over here, he's saying that if you have ten kaihanim, we don't know who the father is, the kid's for sure a kind. Right. We still treat the kid as a shtuki. That doesn't make sense. Why should we, keep the, why should we treat the kid as a shtuki? So the Gemara says, well, wait a minute. My shtuki, you can't mean classically shtuki, because a shtuki is someone we don't know if the father's a Jew. We know the father's a kayan. So the Gemara says, Maybe shtuki just means quiet. Shtuki means quiet, right? So maybe it means, Maybe it just means we don't give him a share in his father's inheritance. Because you don't know who the father is. So the Gemara says, Pshit, yes, Pasha, Miyadin Manu. By the way, do you, is that a Chiddush? Someone comes forward and says, probably have this a basketball player, so becomes, someone becomes super, super wealthy. All of a sudden it comes out, I'm your kid. Do you think that that works? Of course it doesn't work. Why is he Pro- not, why pro- is he, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Why is he not a Chalol? Why would he be a Chalol? A Chalol is only, oh, so it's actually important to know because it's going to be later on in the Amid. A Chalol is only from an inappropriate marriage, not living out of uh, singlehood. Meaning, if you have a guy and a girl who live together before they're married, and he's a Kayan, the child is not a Chal. It's actually important to, to, to know because it's, it's relevant. Because you're right. If that was true, then the kid would be a Chal because they're obviously not married. The answer is, you have ten Kayanim. One of them lived with this woman and had a child. They don't know who. The child's not a Chal. He's a Kayan. But if she was a Gerusha? No, no, you know she's not. Yeah. yeah, she's not. But it would be a chol. No, 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 no. Uh, no, um, hmm. a chol is not from Znus, but it would be if a grusha, yeah, a grusha would be. But my point is just that if you have a guy and a girl, even though they live together in sin by not being married, that does not create a chol. So the point is, so it, what does it mean that the kids are shuki? So attempt number one is that we don't give him inheritance. Like, of course they don't give him inheritance. He, can't, he doesn't know who his father is. How? Well, you think he could get a share in old ten? Of course not. That's poshit. Of course he can't. To take money from people, you have to pr- prove that you deserve it, that, you, that you're the rightful heir. He can't do that. He doesn't know who his father is. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. He can't serve in the Beis HaMikdash. This is a tremendous Chiddush HaShemul, and that is, for a Kayan to serve in the Beis HaMikdash, he has to know who his father is. Even if he knows definitively he's a Kayan, if he does not know Yichus of his father, he cannot serve in the Beis HaMikdash. That's the rule. 
What's the source? My time on Merkra, Hoysa Loyal Zari Achrov. The Pasuk describes Kahuna Zari Achrov, Be'inan Zari Miuchas Achrov. You have to know who your father is. To serve in the Mishnah, you have to know who your father is. I'm sure there's Hashkafic things, but there's a cause. Oh, so if you have 10 men, and they're all Kehanim, and one of them is the father, you can't serve in the Mishnah. Okay. Now, before we get to why this is relevant to our Mishnah, let's get to one quick question. The word Zarayacharov is warning. It's basically the Pasuk warning you. You want your client to serve in the Mishnah, like you have to know who your, your father is. Here's the problem. That same Lushan, which you're using as a warning, is found in a bracha for Avram Avinu. It's like, Maskifla Rav, Rav Papa, El Avram It says the exact same Lushan by Avram Avinu as a bracha. So it's like, it's weird that you're, you're saying that that Lushan is, is of a warning when it's, it's, it's weird that you're telling me that it's, it's a warning when it's, um, it's, it's used in, a, in the context of a bracha. So the answer is, even in the bracha, it's a warning. How so? The Gemara says, Hashem was giving a bracha to Avram Avinu, but he was warning him, don't have your kids marry Goyim. Because if you marry a guy, then the mom's a guy, then they're Goyim. Meaning, even within the bracha, Hashem was warning Avram Avinu, you got to keep Yichus. Okay. Here's the kasha. We're going to do the kasha. We're going to give an answer, and then you're going to see how this is relevant to our mission. Right now, we're saying that for a koyin, if you don't know who the father is, you can't serve in the base of Mikdash. Okay. May say, I have a kasha. Rishon Royli is Kain Godel. This is a Gemara in Daf Lamed Zion. So we all remember this super well. This 63 days ago. But I'll just remind for anyone, for myself, just for anyone that's listening. And that is the, the Mishnah described a scenario. Where you have a woman did Yibam a month after her husband died. The husband was a Kayan. The brother's a Kayan. She did Yibam a month later, which you're not supposed to do, and had a baby. And the Mishnah talked about how you, you don't know who the father is in such a scenario. But the Mishnah said, Mimanashach the kid's kosher, right? What are the choices? Either the kid is from the first husband, in which case there's no Yibam, so she didn't have air, but the kid's fine, right? Or the baby is from the second one, and it's Yibam baby. Either way, the baby's fine. There's no issue with the paternity of the baby. There's no issue with the legitimacy of the baby. And the Mishnah says, that baby can serve in the baby. It could be a kind gogol. Oh, I thought, I, thought, I thought you got to know who your dad is. Right? That's the kasha. Shmuel's saying that there's a special din from a pasuk. That to serve in the basement, you have to know who your father is. But this is a case where you don't know who the father is. And the Mishnah says, royally is kind gogol. He could be a kind gogol. So evidently, you don't have to know who your dad is to serve in the basement English. So the answer, that's the kasha. So the answer is, The answer is, The answer is, this concept, that you have to know who your father is, it's a rabbinic concept. It's chazal instituted in order just to keep, you know, to avoid promiscuity. It's not a biblical concept, because the Torah doesn't care. Why would the Torah care who you, if you know who your father is? If you're a kind, you're a kind. It's Chazal didn't like it because Chazal, it was probably a way to prevent girls who are single from just living with a lot of guys because you got to know who your father is. Maybe the Kayan would stop a Kahan or whatever it was. It's a rabbinic concept. Chazal only created this problem by Znus. That case of Yibam is marriage. Marriage, they, meaning if you marry someone a month later, two, a Kayan divorces a woman. Not divorces. A Kayan dies because divorce is no good. A Kayan dies. And then a woman remarries a different kohen a month later. Not supposed to do that. Has a kid. Don't know who the father is. That kid can serve at the base of English. I, I thought you can't. You only can't if it's znus. 
marriage will, will allow it. That case, in the case of Daf Lamed Zion, was a case of Yibam, which is marriage. Why do we believe this woman to tell the son that he's a con, but she doesn't know who the father is? Because um, there is Nemonis. It was in that sugya. We, we do believe the woman that she, to say who, who, she, who the father is. But she's not really saying who the father is. Saying, I know he's a con. No, also, oh, by Znos, it's interesting. By marriage, it's because Kolbil Sacharbal, we just assume that it's the husband. Over here, there are two husbands. I don't know, but Znos is talking interesting, Kasha. I don't know. Yeah. I'm saying, why do we believe her? We know she's Yeah, no, it's a good Kasha. Now, yeah, maybe, maybe. Now, here's the problem. Okay, so let's just summarize what we have so far. When it's Znos, when it's marriage, if you marry a woman, if, if, if everything was gone through marriage, and she did something wrong, but she married men two months apart, whatever, a month apart, and you don't know who the father is, they could serve in the base of Mikdash. But when it's Znus, so you have a woman who lives with the Kayan A, then a month later lives the Kayan B, all outside the context of marriage, has a kid, don't know who the father is, but you know he's a Kayan, cannot serve in the base of Mikdash. Okay. Znus cannot serve in the base of Mikdash rabbinically. Here's the problem. What's the case of our Mishnah? Yeah, I'm going to speak this out because it's basically for the entire world. Our mission is talking about a case where you have a woman did not wait in between husbands. Okay? Let's go through the three options. I said when we did the mission, three options of what the case is. It could be that the first husband divorced, her husband died, or it's nus. Let's go through the first one died. Here's the problem. Later on in the Mishnah, it said, right, let's say the first husband died, then she remarried. Simple case. Here's the problem. One of the lines of the Mishnah is they do not are not in owning they are in owning for him they they means both dads are alive if the first one died that's no good right what's the scenario the scenario is she was married to a and now she's married to b how did that marriage end so let's say death here's the problem the lotion is haim in a love they are an oinin for him they both fathers which implies they're both alive okay divorce the problem with divorce is, you know what that makes the second guy, the second, if the kid is from the second marriage, you know what that makes him? He's not a kain, he's a chawa. She's a divorcee. The second, the son should be able to go to the father's funerals either way, right? We said the, the, son, uh, the son can't go to the funerals, right? Because you know, maybe they're not related. He should be able to go mamanashach. Why? If he's the son of the first one, it's his dad. If he's the son of the second one, she, he married a divorcee, he's a chawa anyway. So it can't be death, can't be divorce. What could it be? It must be znus. It's not, they're not actually married. This mission, no one's married. She lived with A, and then she lived with B within three months. And what does it say? It says they serve in the Beis HaMikdash. That's the whole point of the Mishnah. Served in the Mishmar. Oh, it's a good kasha. So the Gemara like broke it down. We've proven that, so this is the kasha. We're saying that if it's znus, and you don't know who the father is, but you know he's a kohen, cannot serve in the basic English. The problem is that's what our Mishnah is. Because our Mishnah can't be deaf, because it says they're both alive. Can't be divorced, because then the second one's a cholo. It must be znus. And it says they could serve in the basic English. That's the problem. So let's just see it inside. It's like, it's like a, it's a wonderfully crafted kasha. It's like, it's like nicely done, how the Gemara did it. Let, let, let's see. The chigazar is nus. Okay, so when there's nus, and you know he's a Kayan, but you don't know who the father is, can't serve the base English. Ubiznos, Migazar Rabbanan, did the Rabbanan actually institute that law by Znos? 
Well, what does our Mishnah say? It says, The Mishnah describes a scenario where you don't know who the father is. Now, what's the case? What's the case? Go the first case. First option is that the first husband died. First husband was a Kayan, he died. Second husband's a Kayan, and you have a kid. Here's the problem. That makes sense. And, and, and because it's marriage, there's no Gzeira. We don't prevent him from serving the base of English. Here's the problem. You're saying the first one died. Ema Sefa, what is the Lashon? Hu Oinen Alehem, right? He is Sit Shiva, he is an Onin for them. The Hain Onin love, and they are an Onin for him. Now, by the way, he could be an Onin for them because maybe the second one died, or the first one, they reinterned the body, right? Uh, like Shiva happens again when you move the body from across the world. There are certain levels of Avels, but it says they are an Onin, they, which means they're alive. You tell me the case is the first father died, it says they, which means they're alive. Okay, so it's not death. Let's go to option number two. El Grusha. It must be divorce. She was married to a Kayan, divorced him, then married a second Kayan a month later and had a kid. You don't know who the father is. Here's the problem. If the second Kayan is a fa- if the second husband's a Kayan and she was divorced, then that kid is a chal. Then the cash is, right? He can't go to their funerals. Why? Because maybe, because he's a Kayan, and maybe they're not the dead. The problem is, if the second father married a Grusha, he'd be allowed to go. He can't go to the funerals. Why not? I understand why he can't go to the second one's funeral, but he should be able to go to the first. Why? He can't go to the second one because maybe he's the son of the first one. He's a legitimate Kayan, and this guy is just a random dude. But he should be able to go to the first person's funeral in Manashach. Either it's his dad, and if it's not his dad, and his dad is the second one, then his dad married a, a, a divorcee, and he's a Chol, and he can go to funerals. A Chol is, a lot of, a chol is not, a, not, a, not prevented from going to funerals. So I'm in So it can't be death, and it can't be divorce. It must be znus. So it must be a case of znus. So, meaning, they're not married at all. It's not a widow, it's not a divorcee. It's a case of znus. She lived with A and lived with B without uh, divorce in between. Actually, we, uh, I have this farm upstairs. We'll be able to learn upstairs from now on. I'll meet you in two minutes. So, meaning, so it must be, it's not a case of marriage, it's not a case of divorce, it's not a case of death, it's not a case of divorce, it's his nos. And what do you see? He's allowed to serve in the base of Mikdash. You see, Chazal did not create that stringency by his nos. So let me explain the answer outside. It'll take two minutes. We're trying to figure out what the case of the mission is. It can't be death, it can't be divorce. Because it can't be death because it says they're both, they both go to his funeral. They're both uh, own in for him. They, which means they're both alive. Both fathers are alive. can't be death can't be divorced because then it's a chal issue. It must be znus. But it can't be znus either because we would, we would penalize him from serving the base of English. So what is it? The answer is, the answer is no. The answer is, it's miyun. The case is where she was, she was married to the first one as an 11-year-old, got, divo- got miyun, annulled the marriage, then married the second. So it's technical marriage, 
but it ended not through death or divorce. Right? We're trying to figure a case of uh, they were married. It can't be znus because then we were penalized. It must be marriage. But if it's marriage, how does marriage end? Death or divorce? It can't be death or divorce because it can't be death because it says they're alive. It can't be divorce because then it's a chal. The answer is it ended through mian. Is there a time when you could do mian and not be uh, not die from pregnancy? The, that's the problem. The Gemara says. Um, the case is Miyun. So she was married to the first one, uh, annulled the marriage, because she was under the age of Bat Mitzvah and married off by her brothers, and then married the second one. So it's a case where she was married, but you could have both fathers, but not death and divorce. The Gemara says, I'll say this outside, which is what Elias just pointed out, which is that Miyun um, means you get annulled the marriage before 12. The problem is, before 12, the Gemara assumes you can't have kids. So what's the whole thing? We don't know who the father is. You were married to the first one that got annulled, which means you ended the marriage before 12. Before 12, you can't have kids. The Gemara assumes that up to 11, you can't become pregnant. 11 to 12, you'll die. You won't give birth. And then 12 and on, you could have a child. So you tell me the case of Mion, but that means that it ended before 12, that there's no doubt of who the father is. It's not the first guy. It has to be the second. So the Gemara says, We had this. Three women that could use contraception when they live with their husbands, even though generally it's a problem to have birth control or condom, all these things. But we allow it for three scenarios because of Bikuach Nefesh. What are the cases? An 11 year old, because she'll die. Umuberis, a pregnant woman because it could harm the, 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 the first baby. Umenika, a woman nursing because it could stop the, the, the milk. Ketana shemetis abra vitamus. Muberis shemetasa ubrisandal. Menika shemetigmos benaviyamus. Vezi ketana, what's the age where a woman will, is in danger of dying? Mibas achas esrishon of yoimechad abas sheyeshishon. From 11 to 12. Pachas mikan, o yesrikan mishesh gedarka veilechas. Rameir says under 11 and above 12, you don't have to, you're not allowed to use contraception because under 11 you won't become pregnant, above 12 you could have a baby. It's from 11 to 12 that you'll die. So you see, according to Rameir, 11 to 12 you'll die. Miyun is only from 11 to, is under only 12. So there can't be a doubt in the father. The Gemara says, The Chazal said, actually, we agree with you in everything you say, but you, should, you shouldn't use contraception because Hashem will watch over the fools. Fine. The point is, What's a scenario that they're married? Can't be death, can't be divorce, can't be me and either. So the answer is, it's a case where the marriage was annulled by Chazal. We've had this, it's very, very rare, where you do something, it's like Kedush Tos, where Chazal will um, basically say retroactively the marriage was never valid. You made some sort of tenai in the marriage, you know, you say, I'm going to mekadosh you on condition that in five years this and this and this happens, and then five years later it doesn't, then the stipulation is not, then Chazal sometimes will annul the marriage retroactively. That could be a case of annulment above the age of 12. That's the case. The Gemara says, There's a woman that lived with a man, and, and it doesn't create halachic problems. She could have a, a son, and we will annul the marriage. So that's the case. So therefore, the case of our Mishnah, where you have two fathers and we don't know who the fa- two husbands, and we don't know who the father is, it's where the first one it can't be znos because we wouldn't allow the kid to serve in the base of Mikdash. Can't be grusha because that would create a cholah problem. Can't be death because it says in the Mishnah they're alive. Can't be miyun because they're too young. It must be kedusha tos, which means you marry the first one on a stipulation. Years, two years later, stipulation was not found. Chazal annulled the marriage. You married the second one within two months. We don't know who the son is. My pleasure. That was a good daf. I like that. That's like, by the way, that daf 